If you're searching for a wrestling podcast that's filled with fun. This is definitely David Boy Smith's yeah, finest it is. fucking moment. He goes, he fell on his ass. He fell on his ass. Couple of haters. Couple of haters. Couple of haters. That's hated. <laughs> wrestling nostalgia. I will take you back to May 26th. 1996. It was a stormy night. <laughs> the wind was howling. Latest pro wrestling news and rumours. We've heard about the situations between WWE, Sasha Banks and Naomi. And hilarious tangents. Let's give this not tangent off. No <laughs> Samoan <and> spikes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tangents! <laughs> then look no further. Join your hosts, James, Stu, and Johnny, and subscribe to Top Turnbuckle Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 24 of Top Turnbuckle Podcast with me, Stu. I'm Johnny Frosty Bollocks. <laughs> and I'm James. It's a bit different for you, Johnny. You weren't on the last one. Oh, right? so no, no. It's nice to all be back together it again. Is. Oh, stop. Oh. <laughs> yes. I want you back for good. And this one is actually our Christmas episode. Allegedly. Can we call it Christmas episode? Christmas slash Valentine's Day episode. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. James called it right on the last one. I still do have all my Christmas uh, puns here and there. That I will you, throw in. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, Top Turnbuckle Podcast. Um, we'll be ringing those jingle bells in February. Why not? Bringing that Santa banter, delivering Christmas chuckles as we all go a little candy cane crazy in February. <laughs> <laughs> How are we? <laughs> all right. I'm all punned out. <laughs> so them again. Yeah, it's still a little bit in shock from the uh, Secret Santa presents that we've just done as well. Yeah, Go Stu on. got a rock deal, though. Yeah, it, there's no re- It's going to sound even worse. There's no beating around the bush with it, is there? No. Um, but yeah, I, I got a dildo from Johnny that basically has the rock's face on it. Dwayne and, the Cock Johnson. And some absolutely banging figures from James. And I'm sure as well that... Uh, uh, I need to stop now looks, I'm, now laughing, like, I'm laughing He at now this. looks like he's having a ferocious shit. <laughs> That's what made me laugh. <laughs> We'll leave that in. I was just playing with the action figure. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah, but on the rock dildo, he certainly has made himself look like a dildo recently. Oh, yes, and I'm sure we will uh, cover more of that later. Yep. Cut. Indeed, yes. We will dig straight in. <laughs> sorry. Had to get that out of my system. But today, uh, we are we're going to be covering the top three worst gimmicks of all time. Yes. Indeed we are. Indeed we are, yes. Um, yes. As well as all of our top termical trivia. Yep. With our new championship belt. Yeah, fucking robbed out of that one, <laughs> didn't I? Yeah, I'll let you fuckers explain that later. And all of our other exciting topics along the way. Well, there is a slight change though, isn't there? Um, so for part two, we will actually be doing um, the trivia and... We're going back to a news segment because there's been a lot of stuff happening as of lately and we absolutely feel like we need to talk about this. Yeah, so it's our responsibility if we yeah. put stuff if if we're talking about wrestling we can't yeah, we've got leave it. this out. Yeah. 
can you um, stop making my Goldberg? Sorry, not Goldberg. Like What's his name? Bruce Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce the Butcher Anderson. Yeah. He he's look, a very he angry man. He looks like he is having the angriest dump ever. I've got a bootleg cane. I think his name was Philip. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Phil, that Derek is. Smith, <laughs> Andre Agassi, that's a fucking <laughs> tennis player. You tell tennis player. Oh, he's got Jeez. the same amount of hair. So, yeah, right, okay. Well so, then, ladies we, and gents, should we dive in? Yeah, I yeah. think we should get yes. straight on with the topic. Balls right. deep. So, worst gimmicks of all time. Now, shall I go first? Seeing it was my pick. Yeah, Carry on, mate. Okay, so my first pick is a double banger. It's two gimmicks by two different tag teams, so I've kind of cheated here already. That's pretty. Why are we cheating? Because oh, I couldn't decide which one was worse. <laughs> they were both out at the You've same got time. got three to choose I from. Know, How have I've you got, got four picks and we've yeah. got three? I've got an honourable mention as well, so, which is a fantastic. Fuck your honourable mention. You know there, there can be multiple, can't there? Can. It's fucking All right, I want my multiple points back from the quiz. <laughs> Carried on at the next one. Fucking wankers. It's a double banger, two picks, but it'll be over within seconds. Um, Better be good now. <laughs> so you've got two different tag teams. And I couldn't decide which one was worse, so I combined them both together. Cheap. You have the Dicks <laughs> and the Johnsons. Why can't I remember this? I don't either. So I just... Uh, you think you'd remember? <laughs> you think you'd remember a two tag team? I remember, I remember tag like teams. Uh, Big Dick Johnson. Yeah, yeah. No, he, what was he the other one that you kept dick. bringing up? Dirty, Dirty Dick, um, Dirty Dick. Right? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Dirty, Dirty Dick. Dirty like Dick Slater. That, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. yeah. So the Dicks were a short-lived tag team from the WWE <coughs> in 2005, simply known as James and Chad Dick. The dicks were a pair of Chippendale dancers. <laughs> the dicks would spray their clear liquid all over themselves, and before getting the win, the dicks would shoot out their oily goodness into their opponent's eyes before getting victories over such teams as the Mexicals and Animal and Heidenreich. So they'd lube themselves up. Yes, pretty the much. The dicks would lube themselves they up. They would lube themselves up. They lasted five months. But over really? In- yes. They I would. don't remember these at all. No, I must have blanked out my memory. <laughs> but at the same time, over in TNA, you had the Johnsons. A wrestling pair of dongs, Dick and Rod Johnson. They came to the ring covered in beige latex bodysuits, making them look like walking penises. I kind of remember them. <laughs> I don't remember them either. I do. They... Well, what they were, they were a couple of dicks. Well, were four, actually. A couple of dicks. A couple of dicks. Dicks and Johnsons and members. <laughs> Rick Rude's member. Yeah, there you go. Wow. There okay. you go. Um, do you remember these teams? you remember the Johnsons? I was kind to do in TNI. Yeah. I can't remember the dicks. <coughs> I don't think many people do. No. no. Um, do we go next? Can you yeah. stop fucking around with my not Goldberg? This, this is awesome. Who's next? You're next. Eggnog, okay, eggnog Eddie. Um, mine, mine's nowhere near as funny as that. Mine's, mine's, mine's actually a little bit on the... Um, I say a little bit. It's flat out racist. Um, it was Jim Neidhart's uh, Ku Klux Klan gimmick against Virgil. Yeah, Anvil. That's fucked up. You've only got to... You know, you've only got to just got to say the words KKK 
and everyone just kind of goes, oh, because it is, they're flat out racist. Um, basically, um, Jim Neidhart was cast as a character called the Thug and reveals himself to be a henchman whilst wearing pointed white sheet and gives an absolute beat down to um, what was known as Virgil, who we all know was the kind of manservant to the million dollar man, which isn't racist at all either. And we also found out what his fingers smell like tonight we do, on the yes. um, live chat. Success. His arsehole. Yeah. A million women. Um, I mean, it's... arsehole. It's... <laughs> sake, shut up. Um, it, is, it is a flat-out, like, clan beatdown. And um, they ended up hanging him. Oh. Tying a rope round his neck and tossing him over the... <laughs> Uh, chucking him over the um, top rope and hanging him uh, makes matters worse. When Neidhart was um, when Neidhart was interviewed afterwards, um, said, um, oh, "Look, look at what I did to Virgil. I hear he's still hanging around." <laughs> and I, not only is it flat out racist to have somebody dressed up as a Ku Klux Klan member um, to essentially lynch him and then make a racial joke about hanging him. <laughs> oh dear. Um, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Sorry. What the hell were they, what, what was anyone thinking that, you know, listen up, lads, I've got this great idea, right? We're not going to get into trouble at all. Let's go. Fucking <laughs> hell. Sorry. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That is a bad bum. It's bad. It's fucking yeah. horrendous. I'm done. Yep. Yeah, no, good one. <laughs> that moves on to me, doesn't it? Yes. Okay. Oh, tinsel toes. So it is my go. My one comes from, and I don't know about you guys, but the most, a lot of bad stuff seems to happen around 2004 to 2006. Yeah. I don't know why, but there's some really bad ideas. Yeah, definitely. Like this is, this is, and I don't know if anyone's got it, it's like the Kerwin White era. I was oh, going to yeah, pick yeah. him. And all actually. this sort of thing, and the Heidenreich, and all of these sort of weird uh, sort of, Characters. This one is so bad that this one doesn't even make it to WWE. It doesn't even make it to TV. They do a vignette and they immediately realise, oh fuck, we shouldn't have done this. And right. the wrestler appears on WWE, but under his real gimmick that he had before. Right. So it's Kenzo Suzuki in 2004, right? They were going to, and if you're listening to this, everyone out there, this is not a joke. You can find this. The Emperor of Japan during uh, <laughs> night during World War Two was Hirohito, right? Yeah. Emperor Hirohito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were going to bring Kenzo Suzuki in as the what is it the grandson Great. of yeah of yeah. Hirohito which was going to be his name and he was <laughs> going to seek revenge for America yeah. dropping the atomic bomb on WWE <laughs> and what, the vignette what could possibly be the repercussions of a character like that yeah. and the vignette is all showing Anola Gay Coming, mm-hmm. uh, going across. That's the plane that yeah, drops the atomic bomb. bomb. It shows the devastation of the country. It shows every bad bit about that situation, which everyone now regrets. Yeah. And it just hashes it all up, or attempts to, 
on something as simple so as wrestling, bad. like you are going to get, that would be like saying, right, we're going to bring in the grandson of Hitler, <laughs> and he's going to in, he's going to come after every single American, yeah, and this has happened. Oh. Uh, so my other pick was that Heidenreich was originally going to be a German cyborg from World War Two. What? I heard this. this yeah, no way. And they were so not had their finger on the pulse that they were going to have the Jewish Paul Heyman as his manager. No. Yep. Absolutely true. Jesus Christ. That was an idea pitched for Heidenreich. I remember reading about that. Christ, man. There was that a cryogenic cyborg come back. Wow. You know, like an experiment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah from yeah. Uh, Nazi life experimentation. Jesus Christ. This was probably what they saw as a safer option. <laughs> what? Jesus. Yeah, this is how fucking uh, off the pulse. That is insane. They were. Uh, you know, it's unbelievable. If you actually Christ. think about that, and it probably doesn't sound bad to anyone listening, watch the vignette. The yes. vignette is so bad. I it's all World it. War Two. Send footage. me a link for that, please. Yeah, and it, it's got like the narrator. You know the movie narrator. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. basically going, "He's coming back this for revenge." Yeah, the drunk, the bomb. Yeah, like that. Like basically, this guy's coming back to avenge that is the nuclear. Up. Uh, Bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Absolutely Jeez. messed up. Sorry, that really is. And it's the grandson of the Emperor of Japan who saw who signed the, uh, you know, who signed the declaration that they were gonna. What's Jeez. the word? When you just when you oh, say you're gonna lose, um, I can't think of it, and I'm a historian. Yeah, I know what you mean. White flag. Yeah, basically the white sign the surrender. white flag. Yeah, the surrender. Basically do a France. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to any French listeners out there. I am kidding. <laughs> right, back to me. Back to you with another four right. picks. Meat, meat, meat. Oh, I love meat. In this case, not very much. Sean Stasiak, son of former WWF world champion Stan the Man. The tough guy that ended the three-year reign of Pedro Morales. But I'm not talking about old daddy meat man here. (laughs) I'm talking about his son. The sex slave of PMS. Pretty mean sisters. Jacqueline, Terry, and I think it was Tory? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, It was after, and this is even worse, it was once Tory gained freedom after the abortion. Yes. Do you not know about yeah, that? I don't remember this. <laughs> so she was pregnant and someone knocked her off the ropes. Oh, uh, it was Terry, wasn't it? Yeah. With Val Terry, Re- Terry Reynolds. I don't remember and, that uh, at all. It was like a, a, it wasn't an, it, it was like there was something happened. A miscarriage. Yeah. Sorry, right. that's the right yeah. word. A miscarriage. Uh, and they went with that as a Yeah, story. they did, yeah. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. And when Fucking when hell. when Terry come back, she come back more or less as like a independent woman, like along with Jacqueline and Yeah, and Tori. Yeah, P- and it was hell. known as PMS. Pretty mean sisters. So um What a f- 
Sorry. <laughs> Still weird. That's... Oh. So the meat machine, he didn't really win many matches um, because he'd wear himself out prior to giving these, well, his lady friends unlimited love before his matches. Um, Is there a limit to love? I don't know. There's uh, a question for everyone out there in listener land. <laughs> Is there truly a limit for love? Get back to us. Let us know. Yeah, mm-hmm. let us know. What's the right amount of love? <laughs> so, um, so usually during a match, <coughs> old meat would be known to get a boner. Old meat. What? <laughs> yes. He's what? To get yeah. a boner. You're kidding me. One time, boss man was slapping beat meat around before grabbing his nightstick and smacking him in his direction. This is, uh, is this serious? <laughs> yeah. Now, being a second generation star and son of a former world champion, you'd think you'd kind of get a bit of a better gimmick. But, um, yeah, it didn't really happen. Maybe we then go on to um, get caught audio recording other wrestlers and get fired shortly after. Um, and then went to WCW, I think, as Sean Stasiak. And then I think he returned back as a member of the Alliance. He returned back as kind of another joke character. Yeah. He would keep running after... Uh, the rock and the rock will keep throwing him yeah. over the ropes. Or he'd run into or... things and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, if you want to go check out any of these matches, you can check out the one where he's got an erection with the big boss man. Um, Kurt Angle has his debut match against him. He does. The Survivor Series. And there's a match with Brock Lesnar as well, mm-hmm. which he gets destroyed in. But yeah. uh, Brock, Brock Lesnar's <coughs> one of his first feuds. I believe that oh, they were tag team partners they as were. well. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Meat and Brock. But that's Sean Stasiak, not me. Yes. So there we go. Wow. <coughs> meat. Yeah, from meat to religion. Oh. Because they go hand in hand. I'll figure you put in over here. <laughs> uh, <coughs> Mike, Mike Shaw, more famously known as Bastion Booger. Um, before he was Bastion Booger, he was uh, Friar Ferguson. Um, quite possibly the shittest gimmick. I personally have ever seen. I think he only had one match, was it? It was on Raw, wasn't it? I, I, I think so. Know. I think it was an enhancement talent match, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it, was, it was fucking... It Did was terrible. Did he bell with him when he came yeah. to the ring or something? Yeah. Or? Um, it was so crap. It was actually put into a book that was written by uh, R.D. Reynolds and Randy Bear entitled Wrestle Crap, the very worst of pro wrestling. Um and in the book, it states that the gimmick was dropped due to an outcry from the Catholic Church of New York. Oh, I feel I heard about that. <laughs> um, and straight after, straight after this complaint, he was obviously repackaged and uh, given the incredibly odd gimmick of Bastion Booger, and um, pretty much stayed in that character. Was as Bastion a, Booger before or after? After, after Friar Ferguson. Was he? Yes. Yes. That's Norman the Lunatic, isn't it? I was just thinking WCW, weren't he? Norman the Lunatic. Yeah. Then he went to... 93, he was Bastion Booger. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, I think it was Friar Ferguson was before. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Pretty sure. Um, yeah, and pretty much just served as a prominent jobber from there on, really, didn't he? Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's crap, really. I haven't got a lot else to say about it. It really the, is the shit. The best way to think of it in a British context is he was basically Friar Tuck. Yeah. Yeah. It was made That's out to be like, was. you know, to look at as like a, a British slash European monk. Yeah, like Friar, 
throw a tuck. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. it, it's terrible. Like, not even a funny terrible. It is just <laughs> absolutely fucking horrendous. Um, I have nothing else to say on it um, other than it's bollocks. Mm. Next. Next. Back to um, the old North Pole Ninja. <laughs> uh, yeah I'm going to go with another <coughs> controversial one uh, this person actually has a monocule success but it was never ever going to work it was always going to end in tears that's Mohammed Hassan oh, yeah. yeah there was yeah. no way in the climate of the periods when they did the character I think they did it around two, early 2000 yeah Sorry, late 2004, 2005. Mm. Was it that late? I thought it was earlier than that. No. It was post. It was, it was 2000 and... It, he may have started vignettes in late 2004, 2005 certainly, yeah. because uh, he was at WrestleMania with 21 Hogan. with Hogan. Yeah, yeah. And you had the 7-7 uh, seven, seven bombings, yeah. which was what happened... <laughs> when they decided to do a really extreme angle. And yeah. unfortunately, uh, that extreme angle was aired, I believe, on the night in Britain That's that it happened. happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you've got to remember, I mean, also this is post 9-11, mm. pre-7-7. Yeah. And then obviously, like you said, 7-7 happened. And no, no. The thing is... It was never going to work. They tried to make a monster heel, but they were using the faith and they were using... They started off quite strangely with it. They they did it kind of... I don't know if you remember the vignettes, but they did it similar to how he actually was like a face. Like, I'm yeah. a Muslim man yeah. Yeah. and I have to go to all these places mm. and be treated awfully. It's not fair. Yeah. Please give me a chance. I'm going to come in and That's show right. that I'm a true American. Yeah. And then they very quickly, when he debuted, turned him full, almost Al Qaeda. Yeah. Without yeah. them, without they, them trying to say it. They made him portray basically uh, uh, an, yeah. ex- an extremist character. Yeah. They they also like. And it was such a dick move. Yeah. They also had like his Titantron, or you know, was just what you would imagine propaganda to be yeah. like yeah, Al-Qaeda propaganda and I believe I know that they've killed certain people off before but mainly for for silly reasons like the only one I can remember is Al Wilson oh, yes. uh, I can't remember and someone will have me up on it they must have done it before in another promotion mm. but they had to kill him off mm. I mean, yeah. it's no fault of the individual who portrayed him. I can't notes. remember his name sitting here, so don't um, write notes. He come from uh, OVW, I he believe. He wasn't even that bad of a wrestler. He was he good. Was good. Yeah. But he, he was, was good. He was Italian. Mm. Yeah. And he was given this role, this opportunity by some kind who will name... Well, you guys can name mm. I'm not even saying his name. No, fuck him. And uh, he was given this gimmick... And it was always going to end in tears. It ruins his career. Absolutely. He never had anything after it. No, he, he couldn't. Was... No, no. Because no, no. he, he was, was dealt such a shit hand. Such a dick move with creative. I don't know where he went after. What he... he went back to OVW in an attempt to repackage him. And it never worked. 
They, they just couldn't do anything with such him. Such an asshole move, man. It really but is. But yeah, the guy who plays it, I believe he was a Canadian Italian. <clears throat> Something like that. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Uh, and just bullshit. It's a dick move. It, man. It, it was only ever going to end in tears. In the, in that social climate. Yeah. This wasn't 1991. This was not Sergeant Slaughter mm. era. Anymore. This no, this was a, this was an era this, where you couldn't do that sort of thing. This was smack bang in between two of you know two of the world's worst organised terrorist acts. Yeah, and then you've got someone portraying it on and, TV. And yeah, and then you know creative have obviously thought this would be a great idea if we cash in on this. Uh, sorry, no, uh, that is just fucking he, disgraceful. I mean, that night, that particular thing mm. with the Undertaker. That left nothing to the imagination. He did a sort of... It was full of... It was like an Arabic chant. Yeah. Or whatever you want to call it. They were all dressed in black. And they were all dressed in black with ski masks. And they come in and they basically choked the Undertaker with cheese wire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then carried him out like a sacrifice. Yeah, and and it come across as a religious ceremony... uh, an Al Qaeda attack. Yeah. That's what it was supposed to do. Yeah, it's and what it they was, were making it look yeah, like. Yeah, and it yeah. was just distasteful. I might have to go back. And, like, I know it's really bad, but I might have to go back and just just see the reaction from the fans and everything in the crowd. Like, just see what it was like at that time. I can't remember. I remember the it all happening. That's shite. But yeah, just absolute shite. Sorry. <laughs> Right, um, back to me then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, my final pick. What happens when you have two wrestlers having a really great, brutal feud down in OVW and their feud and story hadn't even finished, but WWE calls them both up and makes them a tag team? Well, I'm talking about two brothers that like to bash. The Basham. Oh, Doug God. and ban- Danny Basham. <laughs> Jim Cornette, I just want to talk about this. You probably got it in your notes. The Jim Cornette absolutely loved Doug and Danny Basham. Yeah. Especially one of them. One of them specifically had long blonde hair and was a proper face. And this guy... Oh, this is... Okay. Yeah. Because, again, this is going to mention someone who I don't want to mention. I'm sorry. So, yeah, Doug yeah. and Danny Basham. And WWE randomly decided one day they needed a new tag team. So they called them both up. And made them brothers. And while this was happening, uh, Jim Cornette down in OVW had to try and come up with a new ending for the match, for the story and everything. Um, so, you know, it, they, he managed to sort something out. Eventually they arrive on SmackDown and are joined by uh, Shaniqua. Yeah. And she was a winner of Tough Enough, I think, or she was a contestant. She was a dominatrix. Mm. Yes. Yeah, she was a, a full-on dominatrix. The whip, and, wasn't it? Yes. Mm. She'd... Um, She'd make them her sexual playthings, yeah. really. And soon enough, Doug and Danny would start wearing these leather masks to the ring. They looked like a kind of a kinky version of demolition. They'd have handcuffs on their attire. They'd be whipped on the arse before their match. And they would even wear ball gags. It was a full-on like S&M gimmick. And don't get me wrong, I don't have an issue with any of that. But the last thing I want to see on my wrestling every week... Is men being whipped and beaten, even though I'm watching 
half naked men <laughs> beating each other up anyway. I have an issue with it right now. I have an issue. But it was mm. very wrong. Like, they, they, yeah. <sighs> knowing what knowing what we're going to talk about later, I have a yeah. big issue with it mm. now. Because yeah. the issue the the individual, and I will tell you this now because I don't want to keep using these people's names. I'm dead serious how pissed off I am. Is John Laurinaitis? Yeah. John Laurinaitis was the person who shaved Doug and Danny Basham's hair. That is where the "thank you, fuck you, bye" comes from. From Jim Cornette, mm-hmm. what you're talking about. What what Jim Cornette had to do was try and explain why his mega uh, face come in looking like a lorry driver <laughs> because they'd shaved his hair and he looked totally different. Yeah. Down in. Uh, IVW, isn't it? Yeah. But they did go on. They they won the tag titles twice. They joined JBL's cabinet at one point. They were Paul Heyman's security in ECW. They went to TNA. And then after all of this stuff, they actually went back to their single characters they had in OVW, but wrestled mainly on like Velocity and Sunday Night Heat. It was yeah. just Shit. a total waste. What they never that? had yeah. to go through this whole gimmick it was just terrible yeah apparently they were uh, IVW's main event stars mm. yeah. yeah they were having great matches down there mm. and you're talking about a period where you had down there John Cena Randy yeah, Orton Brock Lesnar all of them were yep. down there Shelton Benjamin a lot of them and they were there as well mm. yes so there you go <coughs> Um, Who's next? It's my last one. Stocking stuffer. Um, <laughs> I can't help it. I'm sorry. I I I, oh, I I feel quite dirty that I've picked this because it's just dirty. It's no, not even in a good way. Oh. It, it's just. I mean, the KKK thing with Jim Neidhart was bad, right? So. The next one, then, not as I always do. I do mine in light, you know, in in order. Um, this is my number one pick, and it's the Gestapo match from Glow, otherwise known as Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. I'm shocked by this. I'd never seen this. I'm it, shocked by this because Glow was always seen as like quite a light hearted. Yeah. It would always start with that silly dance with yeah. the uh, guy on the microphone. Who hosted it? Do you remember? David McLean. I can't remember his name, but they'd do like a song. Yeah. And they'd all sing yeah. at the start. Like, it's I mean, like a rap. I, 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 I showed you a, some, a few mm. clips of it um, before we recorded. Yeah, it's shocking. Um, so, you, the, the two women in this match are um, Matilda the Hun, who had portrayed a quite an evil German uh, heel, as it was, and. Uh, sorry. Uh, Mountain Fuji um, was going in as the face of, you know, essentially what was Team America. Fuck yeah! Um, So, (laughs) Matilda the Hun came in with her two valets and they were fully into this role. They had got dressed up in SS uniforms, came out with swastikas, swastika flags doing you know the walk with the Nazi salute they had gone full hog into this Um, 
and the match was it was sloppy and I'm sorry for anyone who who really really does like glow I mean don't get me wrong from light hearted you know family stuff it is good and I you know I, and I can dig that but this was just horrible to watch um, there are certain moments in the match that I showed James earlier where Matilda the Hun beat uh, Mountain Fuji over the face, sorry, over the head and in the face whilst whipping her with a chain. Yeah, I'm I'm really shocked. I mean, I watched quite a bit of Glow and I never saw any of this. You know, you have things like Little Egypt and things yeah. like oh, that, yeah, you know, and, and all these type of people and they were like... It was really just seen as a bit of fun. It was more pantomime yeah. than Big Daddy and World of Sport. It was so... Yeah. yeah. It would have I little mean, skits in the middle of it, wouldn't it? Yeah. The, I mean, the, these two had quite legendary feuds anyway, constantly. Um, but the fact that the um, you know the writers obviously thought that to inject a bit of oomph into this um, feud by adding uh, racism again... Um, I, I, I can't... I, I just don't understand. I'm sorry. I really don't. You know, and I know it's probably meant to be light-hearted, but at what point do you... Can you... You can't class light-hearted as fun. No. Uh, sorry, you can't... Sorry, you can't class racism and, you know, Nazi regime into entertainment. It, it just doesn't work. I'm sorry. This is this is the interesting thing because like the uh, the the two gimmicks that I've picked so far are on the basis of real bad decisions yeah. due to like I mean you could call it race you could call it like uh, just really bad uh, what's the words uh, where you where you do something from the past which is wrong regret yeah like. Uh, just opening, opening old wounds on things. Yeah. Uh, really bad taste yeah. in that sense. Uh, you know, and it's better... The reason I say that is a lot of people look at things like, and I'm sure these will come up from other guys, uh, even you guys, like, things like Arachnaman and... Uh, yeah. You know, like Mantar. These are the usual ones. Phantasma. Yeah. I think it depends on what you class as being a really bad gimmick. I class it as something that's really abhorrent and mm. uh, like absurd. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, like yeah. what you've just done yeah. with the Ku Klux Klan. It's just I, bad taste. I can't understand how anyone could write this down as an idea and some and a group of people go, do you know what? Yeah, that's a fucking good idea. Yeah, it's just unreal. Let's let's dress up a well-known wrestler and make him a member of the Ku Klux it's like, Klan. It's like never going to work, is it? Right. Like, who goes? Were yeah, you expecting we'll... the belt to be put round someone doing that? <laughs> Come on! But in the eighties, I could see like to a certain extent you could do because it was the Iron Curtain and no one had really been yeah. hurt or anything. You could do similar to a Rocky Four, yeah, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, like you yeah. could have your Ivan Kolovs yeah. and people like yeah. that. You know, because America and Russia really yeah. were, you know, not seeing eye to eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or the USSR at the time. <coughs> and you could sort of see that was sort of... 
it was kind of acceptable in like that period in yeah. the 80s and things like that you know but some of these were done in like 2004 yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean just... yeah 2005 it's, it's just wrong yeah <laughs> <laughs> just think about it I mean even with some of these like you know two of the previous ones I picked obviously the Gisarpo one and the KKK one it ain't that long ago no we're no, not talking 50, I mean, 60 like, years back. It weren't that. No, it's, I mean, it's 1986 for that, and that's yeah. bad. Like, Fuck yeah. You know, I think you have to. I think you would need to post a link somewhere to show how bad it is. Oh, it, so it really oh, is I, bad. I intend to post a link on that. Yeah, it, it really is, is bad. I, I'm, and in no way, shape, or form am I trying to promote this sort of thing. <laughs> no. But it is so bad. It need, It does need to be seen. I because was, of how disgusting and distasteful it is. I was shocked that was Glow when you showed so it. So was to I. Me. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell. Uh, so is yeah, that I'm, all I'm of our picks? James has got one. I've got one more. Now, this is. Uh, I never do mine in order, but <coughs> this one, on a business standpoint for me, has got to be one of the worst. And unfortunately, it's someone who has got. A little bit of a cult following, actually. He has, yeah. right. he has but it's Glacier, <laughs> right? Now, if Glacier would have come out as a character mm-hmm. in the early 90s, like, say, 1992, mm-hmm. when Mortal Kombat was massive, yep. this would have probably been huge. The problem was that this come out... I think the idea was to bring him out around about 1995. And what happened was it kept getting delayed. Do you remember all the vignettes on uh, Nitro? And they went, they kept going on for about a year. Mm. And it kept saying, what was it, Blood Runs Cold? It was, yeah. Or something like like that. that, And uh, the problem was when they finally brought Glacier in, who was full on a ripoff, really, of uh, Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat had lost a lot of its popularity. And also, wrestling had turned into a more realistic product. We started to have the NWO. You know, and later the Attitude Era. And unfortunately, WCW... uh, The timing was so bad for Glacier. If they would have pulled the trigger earlier, this might have worked. What they did was they had a little niche which I quite enjoyed, with, uh, what was it, Raph and Mortis. That's right, yeah. Adam uh, Bomb and Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with Glacier. Yeah. The issue why I would say absolutely he's one of the worst is the money. They put a fortune into this character. I'm, I'm literally just watching it because yeah, right. I can't remember so it. So the entrance, I think Johnny can can get the figures for me. I heard that the entrance, every time they used it, was 35,000. Yes. Um, yeah, and then it was... And the, and the, the clothing was about 35,000 as well. Fuck. Half a million? Half a million they spent on the entrance. Yes. Because right, the yeah. entrance, in the time he was there, yeah. because when he first debuted, they had snow falling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they right. had all of this lighting effect. Yeah. And they did it, tried, like, full-on Mortal Kombat. They tried oh, to yeah. make it look like they had turned this studio into uh, 
uh, sort of the Arctic. Yeah, yeah, Sub Zero Arena. Yeah, Sub Zero Arena. Production costs for the entrance amounted to nearly half a million dollars. Jesus. Costume and the armor cost thirty five thousand. Yep. Which shocks me because I'm looking at it now and it looks fucking dreadful. It was uh, done. It was done by like a film company. That's right. Yeah. That's why it costs so much money, and they actually got special effects people in to do the entrance. Wow. They really wanted to go, and what they wanted to do, which is the biggest fuck up, is they wanted to compete with kind of like Mortal Kombat and make games yeah, and yeah, yeah. figures. And make this whole thing about Gracia, you know, being like a hero from another realm. Yeah. And do you know how many figures they bring out of Gracia? No, know. I don't remember any. They bring out one. Really? A race car. I'm just with Gracia's face on. Wow. Yeah, remember what Gracia was, and the only figure they brought out. This was what they planned to do with it. Right. They plan to make a whole series, uh, like Mortal Kombat and all yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. of him as a superhero. That was the Bischoff's plan. Okay. Right? And to go into, like, the figures industry yeah. with Glacier against his enemies and uh, all of this. And they bring out one figure for him, and it was a fucking race car. Jesus. I just read news. It says about um, he was given his helmet, it was said to be centuries old. Something that was given to him by Sensei as a symbol of the um, of Masters of the Elements. <laughs> but he has got kind of like a cult following. Now. He's he got is... a cult following, but the problem is, is that actually, if they'd have pulled the trigger, and because they had real big plans for this guy, if they'd have pulled the trigger, they might have been able to pull this off. Yeah. The reason it was so bad is they put so much money into this, but they just left it on the back burner. They wow. still paid the money. And what a waste. Do you know, he was, it took almost a whole year for someone to defeat him in a singles match. Yeah, he was undefeated. Yeah. For absolutely ages, but no one cared. Nobody give a fuck. I think the first person to defeat him might have been Bill Goldberg. Is that right? Wow. Yes, he actually changed Goldberg He actually Goldberg injured him. Yeah. And he injured Glacier. Shit. Glacier were... Uh, Glacier got injured off of, I think it was the spear, and then got jackhammered while injured. Yeah, she <laughs> sold um, his stuff to uh, Chose, uh, to Ricky Chosu's guy. Yeah, and the cat as well bought some of it. Yeah. And then they realised it was shit. It was a silly angle in about 1998. It's funny, he was actually on the first AEW pay-per-view all in. He was in the Battle Royal as a special surprise. Yeah. Was he really? <laughs> yeah. I think the Kiss Demon was too. Wow. Which was another a fuck up, which was uh, very close. Gene uh, Simmons fucks WCW <laughs> Rawley. Jim, sorry, Gene Simmons fucks himself over Rawley. Mm. The guy's an absolute tool. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I've got an honourable mention. I can quickly run through. I ain't got shit. There is no honourable mentions ter- in this. <laughs> it's a terrible give. Well, it's a terrible character, but it's amazing as well at the same time. So Barry Darso, former Demolition Smash, Repo oh, Man, Blacktop Bully, a man of many gimmicks, but the one that stands out to me the most is Mr. Hole in One, the world's greatest heel golfer. Right, and I can speak about this as well. Is this to do with Payne Stewart? 
don't know. You don't know the story. I'm not sure. This, this a, was he a golfer? The golfer who died in the airplane crash who he's designed after. I did hear something about that, yeah. That's what fucked the gimmick. The gimmick was terrible anyway, but it came across as crass as awful because oh, yeah. Payne Stewart used to dress as an old school golfer. Mm. And he took that look and Payne Stewart died in an airplane crash. That's right, yeah. And Barry Darso was coming out dressed like him. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. He'd actually, like, he would come to the ring and he, he actually was hoping this gimmick would get over so much that he would actually be able to play in the Pro Arms tournament. Jesus. So Barry would come to the ring and before looking up, he would uh, roll out this portable putting green. Tell everyone to be quiet. He'd even hold a sign up saying be quiet. Give his opponent the chance and then attack him. But this is the bit I really love about this gimmick because after six months of this gimmick, it was no more. He was simply just playing Barry Darso again. It's over what I just said. And then a start, <laughs> I bet it gets more interesting. The following week, he comes at you as um, the Blacktop Bully. Then he comes out again as Barry Darso. Then he has his USSR jacket on and he'd gone back to being Crusher Khrushchev from the NWA days. <laughs> he had lost his uh, memory. He got amnesia. Is it amnesia? Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he's head so bad he lost his memory completely. Jesus. And he just couldn't remember who he was anymore. And he just kept changing his gimmick every single week. Fucking hell. <laughs> Until WCW went out of business. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. James has just put up the... Um... Uh, uh, brief brief description of um, uh, uh, Stuart Payne that was the original uh, Payne idea Stewart, to sorry. him that mm. and dress him as Payne Stewart but then that's, Payne Stewart died in a plane crash fucking horrendous isn't it we, I think we can quite honestly <clears throat> say that we have picked some fucking terrible <laughs> terrible gimmicks yes um, we have I think we have indeed yeah absolutely fucking did we have any Picks from our listeners. So, um, next up, have we got any listener requests you'd like us to read out? Um, listener feedback. And I feedback, think. that's listener the word feedback, I was looking I for. Listener feedback, I think was the uh, yes, cue you were looking for. Um, yeah, we had, um, we had some quite good ones, actually. Our first one is um, uh, from uh, Love Davis Mary. And she sent us a load of uh, rose emojis. Oh, she's a bot. I know. But I thought that was still nice, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, probably, she probably sent us a fucking porno afterwards. Probably. <laughs> um, so our first actual proper response uh, comes from Jason Shepard. Um, he's picked uh, the Ding Dongs. Yeah. The Renegade. Yeah, that's got a horrible story behind it. And the Yeti. Brackets. Yetis aren't mummies. <laughs> um, next is Jim Sangwell. He has picked Mantar, Shockmaster, everything John Tentner after Earthquake. I hated the Spirit Squad as they had no individual personalities but some decent talent squad. in nah, there. Beaver Cleavage. I almost went for him. And post NXT Carrying Cross. Yeah. Interesting topic to follow could be the ones that shouldn't have worked but got massively over. I think we kind of did that in a little way, didn't we? Did we? Did we did underrated. Yeah. yeah um, and he's also added to his comment of putting old giant Gonzalez in a furry suit. Yeah, <coughs> I agree with all of them. 
Who was that? Was that That's Jim? Jim. Yeah. yeah, I agree with all of them. So I wanted to go a little bit more out of the box, Jim, on this one because some a lot of them are really... Uh, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. your common Gonzalez, yeah. your Mentor. Yeah. Uh, next we've got John O'Butler, uh, Mr. America, Repo Man, Blue Blazer, and reading what others have put, Beaver Cleavage was a total joke. Yeah, it was that was incest. Yeah. Because then later on, after he dropped that, after one week, his girlfriend then started getting a black eye. And he, yeah, we've talked we've, about yeah, that. We've covered yeah, we're, that. We're not going over it's that. It's similar yeah. to some of the ones yeah. that people have mentioned. Like people have mentioned the Shockmaster. We've covered that. Yeah. Uh, what then other... he went and became like Indian or something with Dilo Brown. Yeah, with down. Tiger Ali Singh. Yeah. Lowdown. That's right. I quite like him. Lowdown were... Uh, like they were like a mismatch, and then they come out with Tiger Ali Singh, and they were in Indian cultural attire. <laughs> yeah, I always remember they were never allowed in the building on some like pay per views. It stuff was like supposed that. to be that they were not given equal opportunity. That's right. Yeah. Our next one is quite possibly going to be my absolute favourite. Uh, comes from Kevin Coote. Okay. And he simply oh, put. Yeah. Once heard of this English guy saying he was Jamaican, something reggae. Don't know if anyone else has heard of it. Ask Johnny. <laughs> Johnny, no, um, anyone like that? Sounds a bit racist to me. <laughs> <laughs> White Jamaican. Um, no? No, 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 no doesn't no. ring any bells, no. No. Uh, Rob Shepherd. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Gillian Hall have a prosthetic growth on her face that they suggested might be a conjoined twin, and then the boogeyman bit it off, and yes. then she became a really shit singer, so I'm going to vote for that. Yeah, uh, they. I don't know what they said, said if it was a conjoined twin, but they said it was a cancerous growth, Yeah, mm. and he bit it off. Um Rob has also replied with JBL, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Rob has also replied to uh, Kevin Coop by saying, "Surely not Johnny Reggae." Maybe. No, I don't know. Um, da, 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 I think that. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, some brilliant in, uh, interaction with that one. Thanks for getting involved, guys. Yes. Most appreciated. I saw some. I, I saw some really fantastic ones when I was doing like a uh, sort of deep dive into this, but a lot of them were silly. I wanted ones which were actually bad taste. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I think we've uh, yeah. Like Hector Guerrero has had some terrible ones. Mm. He had one. What was like? I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but I think it was like Lasertron. Yes, yeah. Have I you think, seen that? And yeah. it's like they bring it back in like '97. They bring him back as for like a one-off against. I think it was either Eddie Guerrero yeah, or something like that. And what it was is he was a laser tag person. You know the per- people. You know the laser tag guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was a superhero from that. Fuck yeah. Because it was a big game at the yeah. time. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> in the eighties, uh, Jim Nightheart. Who? 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 Mm. There we go, yeah. Woo! Woo! So, um, that was our top threes. Uh, we have... What's next? 
Our song? Would you like a song? Let's have a sing song. Have I think a sing it, song? It's been a while since we've heard uh, Johnny Oakey, and then I think after that we are going to. Uh, we will have break our trivia the... to do, and we will have our. It'll be part two, basically. And, yeah. Part yeah. two's just going to not be uh, too funny, unfortunately. No. no. Although I'll so have a song to finish it off. Yeah. If you're looking for light art, if you're looking for light art, what is the song? The second song is Men on a Missions, uh, The Rumble is Coming. In okay. To tie in with the Rumble 94. Mm. We'll see how we go. Yes. Right. Um, ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Johnny Okey. Now, this song, I wrote this song myself, and I'm a little bit annoyed because I forgot to bring my keyboard. Okay, because I was gonna have a little beat behind it. Uh, sorry, sorry. This isn't, this isn't heavy metal again. No, this is a. This is yeah, because we, we were really not expecting that one. <laughs> that, that kind of. Uh, yeah, that took us by storm a little bit. This is a full-on rap. I suppose you can remember that, Stu. You was pissed. <laughs> I remember it because I, I remember kind of going, like, "What the fuck is he doing?" We should actually uh, say about that 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 episode has actually been scrapped. Oh, we got canned. We can that. Uh, you can see it on Spotify. But- right, so we are doing um, Santa's Secret. It's a rap song that I have record. I have made. Um, Pretty much discussing our secret Santa from last year, or the year before, I should say now. Yeah. Right. Are you ready? I am ready. What I'm about to do right now is kick it old school. I'm MC Large Meat. This is Jazzy, ain't playing games, James. And coming up the back, ripping ass and spitting bars, sexual stew. What the fuck? So let me tell you the story. I'm not Adam Cole, and you're not Terry Gordy. Christmas time, chill in the air. Not uh, Santa Claus would soon be here. Not Mabel and Moe, the mission was simple. No need to dwindle, Howard Finkel. Go buy something sentimental, not judgmental. Mental, Avengers Assemble. Secret Santa, Kung Fu Panda, Hulk Hogan, Suburban Commando. The boys from TTP had a job. Go on out and buy something crud. Something crud isn't something good. Something that just never should. <coughs> Find the worst piece of wrestling trash. Tearing quads like Kerry Nash. Bing Bang Dash, Stinger Splash. Rick Rude's member, here to dismember. <laughs> so Stu has a gift for Johnny. Surely this is going to be funny. Mr. DDT, Jake the Snake. A pixelated shirt for heaven's sake. Oh yeah. Not too bad and not too shabby. Just don't call me Sister Abby. Johnny's gift back to Stu. Hulkster boots, bright and yellow. There you go, you handsome fellow. <laughs> James Giff, back to Johnny. A t-shirt with the Bella Twins. Johnny sure is getting the wins. Twin magic, this is tragic. Dim the lights, I'm being dramatic. Erratic, manic, ecstatic. These rhymes are all organic. <laughs> Johnny's gift, back to James. A cup of haters shirt is all the range. Enzo and Big Cass are back in class. Doing math, Mr. Ass. Representing the Mean Streets, former hardcore champ Pete Gass. Goldberg, Goldberg, <laughs> that can only mean James, you're next, and you need to get your specs knocked off clean. Stu produces a wobble. <laughs> Stu produces a wobble head knocker. Tag team specialist, the Rockers. That's not them, but I don't boast. Hitting rhymes harder than Goldberg versus the Ring Post. In response, James hulks up, busting out a shirt and bandana, putting an end to Colonel Mustafa. Stu is left with the whole set. Stu mania, go tell your mother. It's time for the main event, I declare. Now just call me Rick-a-Rick Flair. 
So here's the story of the pants of Bel Air. Johnny searched high and Johnny searched low, scanning the internet wherever he goes. Until one day what would appear, the crown jewel of all bad merch coming up the rear. A tear grazed his handsome face as he had nearly given up the chase, nearly passed upon the race. The present that I did present came from, I guess, a mother, looking more like Danny Glover. <laughs> For £3.50 I came to discover she was selling six pairs of her child's pants, WWE-related, gold-plated, X-rated. I snapped them up in a dash, smoother than the funk on a flash, more forceful than Demolition Smash, more hardcore than Cousin Crash. Money sent, money spent. Pink goes my phone, blood from a stone. Time to let out a grunt and a groan. I thank you for your order. You do know these pants have been used, right? Oh wow, Apollo Creed. At times I almost thought indeed. Could I really give to Mr. Reed or shall I pass on to James Mead? My response to such a question came quick. Came faster than being chased by a stick with dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. My reply to such a question came fast with no hesitation. Even better was what I said. Now, I could see the message had been read, but a reply I waited on was never said. Pants arrived without a fuss, looking good as they should. Now, I don't know if pants had been cleaned or even sprayed down with Mr Sheen. I don't care to have a sniff or even have a tasty whiff. So that's the story of Santa's secret. Boom, I'm out of here. Mate, that was good. That was good. Fair play, man. Fair play. Do we end the podcast there? <laughs> well, I, 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 yeah, I, I kind of announced that we, the rest is going to be done on part two a little while ago, and um, and then we discussed off here about carrying on. So up to you guys. Yeah, no worries. Should we just boom end it there? Yeah, I think that should be the end of part one. Yeah. Yes. And then we should kick off with trivia. Yeah. Yes. Stay tuned for part two. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>